now starts the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, featuring Dan Harsha and Dan Allman. This week's show, we're highlighting the latest in music, life, and we culture. different eyes. Yo, 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 this is Dan Harsha, and this is the Guitar Gurus, and with me always is... Dan Allman here. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm ready. I'm fired up. Let's get this thing on the way, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Another power intro. Power. Loud, man. Yeah, dude. I'm excited about it, this whole thing, man. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a while, and it's happening. This is going to be a stellar episode. This is going to be a historical show. Ah, see what you did there. Uh, no, all puns intended. Ah, all puns intended. That's cool, man. Well, welcome to the Guitar Guru Show, man. We're here tonight. It's Tuesday night in the Guru Studio, and me and Mr. Alban decided to get together and turn the mics on tonight. Yeah. And I think tonight's going to be pretty damn entertaining. Yes, indeed. I'm so looking forward to our featured guest call tonight, because it's unlike any call we've done before, for one. And everybody in the community has been waiting, uh, waiting to hear from this guy. And so have I. So, like I said, all the things lined up, and I think this is the week to do it. But you know what I'm talking about. Tonight we have the man, the myth, the, the legend, the, the musical historian of Southern Maryland and pretty much the DMV at large. We have Mr. Lynn Arion on the show tonight for episode 99.3. We're a little out of hand, a little out of order tonight, but since Lynn's coming on the show, I just wanted to talk about it right off the break. You got the jive on that. And Hell yeah. Started it up, but wow, dude, I can't believe he's here. I can't believe it's tonight, but it's really cool. But to give last week's guest a little shine, we'll transfer, we'll transfer back real quick. And um, I want to say last week's guest, Jay Shade, thanks for coming on the show, explaining your situation. And getting everything out there in the open, we appreciate it, and this tops for you. Ah, there it was. As we always do, prop, pop a top for our previous week's guest. That was Jay Shade. Thank you so much yeah, for so. being on and spending time with us and, and just giving us the rundown on what's going on in your world. Yeah, yeah, we're a little out of order, but yeah. whatever. It's cool. Yeah. We're just That's why work. we're doing these point three episodes. Yeah, we're getting back. We're, we're tuning it back up, man. <laughs> Took some time off. I still feel a little crazy, but it's all good. But no, dude, tonight's the night. It's going to be awesome. Um, Lynn Arion's here. He's going to be calling in. We'll be talking to him. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to hear about all these shows he's been to, man. The multiple times seeing bands over the decades. Yeah. So absolutely. that's what intrigues me. It's like, hey, man, tell me about the show in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's legitimate. He's going to give us an answer. Oh, of course. No doubt. So that's going to be cool. I can't wait for it. And, of course, we have all the other standard guru stuff tonight. So let me break that down real quick. Yeah. So just in a couple moments, we're going to get Mr. David Higgins on for Higgy on the Beat. We're going to talk about the Southern Maryland music scene and what's happening in the, in the counties tonight or this weekend, courtesy of Lynn Arion's 10-ounce 12-pack sampler schedule. Wow, what do you know? Right, so total synergy moment. Yeah, there's a tear in this space-time continuum. 
Right, but that's Higgy. He's on the beat. It's Higgy on the beat. I look forward to it, man. It's like a Maryland <laughs> Chronicle style, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, then after that, we'll transition into the Island Music Company's Guitar of the Week. Right. And this week, we got that kick-ass Jim Adkins Telecaster in that gorgeous white finish. What an awesome guitar that was. What a cool weekend. Yeah, It sure. happened. Grinning ear to ear. Driving home with the Telecaster on Friday. It was cold, man. So I can't wait to get back to the shop this week and see what they got for next week. But no, we'll be talking about the Jim Atkins Telecaster and got a little reaction online, man. Everybody it, was chiming in on that one. It got a great reaction, and the pictures were phenomenal. Yeah, man. They look good. So I'm actually very excited to have you run the breakdown on this guitar tonight because it, it just looks like a gem. And even... Even get Dave Cornwell involved was like, it's uh, we got something here. Yeah, like, exactly, man. Well, it's a kick-ass guitar. And like Rob Lehman said, he's a sucker for P90s. Hell yeah. So I think we all are at the end of the day. So it definitely kicked ass, and we'll be talking about it. And thank you again to the fine folks at Island Music Company <laughs> for providing the guitar of the week. That's right. The coolest segment in all of podcasting. <laughs> besides Sean in 60 of Seconds. Of course, of course. Which coincidentally follows the Guitar of the Week segment. Segway alert. Yeah, Segway alert. Yeah, so after that, we're going to get Mr. Kirkpatrick on the phone for Sean in 60 Seconds. And we're going to talk and document another week in his life, see what's happening. And, and it's just always entertaining. You never know what you're going to get. I, I love that part of it. I love the danger of it. And the fact that he loves it so much that he spends time with us every week. Yeah, man. That's so cool, man. It's real cool. Real cool. Can't wait to talk to him. We'll see what's up. And then we'll get down the road, man. And then we'll take a little break after that, get reset. Then we'll come back and get Mr. Lynn Arion on. Yeah. And just see what's going on in his world. See how we're going to... Ask him about his concert going. You know, of course, we're going to say, dude, what was your first concert? Of course. <laughs> of course, there will be standard questions and and things like that. But we also want to reiterate with, with, with Lynn tonight, you guys already know this. He is a huge supporter, huge uh, of local music. And I don't mean just putting together the schedule, which is a lot of work. He actually goes out to these shows. Yeah. He's there. He's been to all of our shows. You've seen them. I just, you can't get any more supportive locally than this. Yeah, it's it's really cool, man. I, that's why I said I, I'm going to book a lot of time for Lynn. And I'm just going to talk to him and see what's up. Hell yeah. Because, man, all the concerts he's been to, I don't know how we're going to touch on everything, but we're going to give it a good whirl. <laughs> the old college try. Right, we're definitely going to give it that. But, no, that's what the show's wrapping up to be tonight. Yeah, I'm super stoked for it, man. Um, it's just action-packed, and I think, dude, we usually rap for a couple minutes before we dive into it, but to give Lynn more time, I think let's just speed along and get, get we'll transition into Higgy on the beat. What do you think, man? Uh, Unless man, look, you got something pressing I, you want to announce, we can definitely do that uh, for you. No, I teased it last week, but <laughs> I'm going to sit on it for a little while more. going to tease it again for another week. Okay, we'll see what happens, man. All right. Sorry, guys. But I need to sit on it for another week. All right. Well, cool. Well, give me some soothing tones, and we'll get Mr. Higgins on the phone system. How about that? Can you do that? All righty. Yes, I can. It is time for David Higgins, the Southern Maryland Chronicle. 
Higgy on the beat right here on the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. The phone is ringing. The system is activated. We just need him to engage. Good evening, Gurus. There he is, Higgy. It's Dan. Right. What's happening, man? What's going on, brother? Hey, dude. We're in the studio. The energy's electric. Um, we got you on the phone. Tonight's a very special night. We got the musical historian of Southern Maryland and the DMV at large, Mr. Lynn Arion on the phone. So you're gonna report awesome. on Yeah, you're gonna report on this ten ounce twelve pack sampler, then we get to talk to the author later. How about that, right? Awesome. Yeah, man. So tonight's cool, man. I got Alban in studio. Alban say Actually, hi to Higgy. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, that man. Didn't we talk over each other? Yeah, we, we talked over yeah, each other. It, it happened. It doesn't happen often, you But I was actually uh, talking to Len the other night. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna actually do a story on him. Oh wow! Nice. So, well, uh, yeah. dude, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, we'll share yeah. it and everything too. Yeah. Be oh, real you better. Cool. Oh yeah, you know that. <laughs> this well, is cool. I, a lot of people, uh, you guys know this already, but we're gonna. We're going to go ahead and say it anyway. Happy birthday. I know it's already been your birthday, but we just want to make sure the gurus give you a nice birthday. Yeah, man. You're so late, man. Rating. No, we all know it was last <laughs> Thank week. Thank you. Yeah, but, happy birthday, Higgy. But we didn't get into it last week because you were focused on the task at hand, so it was very, yeah. very selfless of you, which is great. So happy birthday. I hope you had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, I had a great week. time. Great time. Good, great time. Good fans. Good, be- uh, good friends. Good bands. So. Yeah, you were repping the gear too, man. That was cool. Yep, that was awesome. How nice. many people ask about your shirt? Uh, I can't remember. I, I got. I, I talked to a lot of people that that night. <laughs> I got you. So, so some people that I haven't seen in years, some that I've never actually met in person, um, but just know through the music scene or you know through you know being on on the show with you guys or being fans of the show. Um, so. It was definitely a definitely a fun night. That's awesome, man! Sounds like the liquids were rolling. So. Yeah, hell yeah! Yes, they were. Gotcha. <laughs> well, cool, dude. Well, let's do. Let's jump into it, man. Let's do Higgy on the beat. What do you got for us? All right. Good evening, Southern Maryland. I'm Dave Higgins for Higgy on the Beat, coming to you live from the Southern Maryland Chronicle newsroom. This weekend will be sunny with highs in the upper 40s down to the low 30s at night. Shouldn't see any rain. So let's get started with what's on tap this weekend in Southern Maryland with your 10-ounce 12-pack sampler, courtesy of Mr. Lynn Arion. On Friday, March 5th, at the Green, Ta- uh, Green Turtle Sports Bar in California, Maryland, at 5 p.m., you will have the acoustic, soothing tones of Mr. Greg Barrick. That's awesome. Speaking of Green Turtle, I went to the Green Turtle of Middletown, Delaware this weekend because I was up there. Right. Nice. That place was huge. It was like twice the size of the one in California. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Um... At 5.30 at the Port of Leonardtown Winery in Leonardtown, you're going to have Justin Allen. Okay. Mr. Shade, Jay Shade will be doing an unplugged bit down at Helen's Cafe in Charlotte Hall at 6. All right, that's Jay. Yep, 6 p.m. also at Stony, Stony's Clark's Landing in Hollywood, you're going to have Borderline Blues. All right. And then rocking out the night at Hill's Country Store and Bar in Helen, Maryland, you got Mr. Wes Rice at 8 p.m. Right. All right, on Saturday, March 6th, back over at the Port of Leonardtown Winery, you're going to have John Howard at 2 p.m. 6 p.m., you're going to have Nightcap at the Green Turtle Sports Bar in California. And then also at 6, you're going to have Billy Eager over at Stoney's Clark's Landing. At 8 p.m., Ape Hangers Bar and Grill in Bell Alton, you're going to have Loose Change. All right. 
and rounding out the night, night 9 p.m. at Last Drop Country Bar, you'll have David the Dynamos. Very cool. On Sunday, March 7th, 2 p.m., Mr. Greg Barrick will be doing a solo show again at Stoney's Clark's Landing. Right. And then at 2 p.m. also, Dave Hamner will be at Ape Hangers Bar and Grill. All right. Bell Yep. When going out in public, please wear your mask when social distancing is not possible. Help keep our restaurants and bars open by abiding by these simple steps to help prevent COVID, the spread of COVID. If you're partaking in adult beverages, please have a DD or plan for an Uber or Lyft. And as always, enjoy and support local music. Very well said, my friend. That's an awesome schedule of music this weekend, man. Yes, yes, yes. And pretty soon we're going to start getting more of them outside shows. Right, as soon as it warms up, we get all the other things yep. like Solomon's got, opening won't up. Be long, won't we, be long. We got about another week and a half till daylight savings. Right, and Ooh. then usually once that hits, it's like right there. Yep. My so. favorite, man. So, and it's according to uh, all the you know weather people, especially in our region, because they're looking at the cherry blossoms right now. They're saying uh, this warm weather is getting ready to come in because they're calling for cherry blossoms to be at peak at the beginning of April. That's awesome. So man. need, need warm weather for several days for that. Yeah. We're going to get into it early. Yeah, yep. Well, nice. that's good. Yeah. Very Sorry, good. I hate this damn cold weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Both, yeah, man, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, let's get some music history happening. All right, March 4th in music history. 1963, the Beach Boys released Surfing in the USA, a song with lyrics by Brian Wilson set to the music of Sweet Little 16, which was written by Chuck Berry. Billboard ranked Surfing USA the number one song of 1963. Oh, wow. 1966, John Lennon's statement that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus Christ was published in the London Evening Standard. His opinion drew no controversy when published in the UK, but when republished in the US a few months later, angry angry reactions flared up in Christian communities. Extensive protests broke out at some radio stations banning Beatles songs and their records were publicly burned. (laughs) Oh yeah. Damn Christians. USA, (laughs) USA. (laughs) 1978, the U.S. Internal Revenue Service carried out a dawn raid at the home of Jerry Lee Lewis and removed cars worth over 100,000 pounds, which was 170,000 U.S., to pay off his tax debts. Theft. Theft. In 1994... The late Kurt Cobain was rushed to the hospital after overdosing on alcohol and drugs in a Rome hotel room during Nirvana European tour. Cobain had taken 50 to 60 pills of Rohypnol mixed with champagne. Rumors on the internet claimed that Kurt was dead. Wow, dude, that dial-up internet even spreading shit back then. (laughs) I mean, it took a little bit longer back then, but you know. Right. Wow. Uh, I... Do not have any birthdays on my uh, Facebook this week for anybody. So remember, if uh, if you have a birthday coming up, drop it up to uh, me or the Guru so we can make sure we give a shout out to you. That's right. Yeah. No birthdays this week. That is weird. Yep. yep. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Big Higgy. All right. That's your weekly wrap on music news. Check me out on Facebook.com forward slash Higgy on the beat. And as always, follow the Chronicle on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash SOMD Chronicle and SouthernMarylandChronicle.com for all your local, state, and regional news, weather, and sports. That's awesome stuff this week. Awesome stuff, man. Do you have any anything you want to pass us 
pass to us to pass to Lynn tonight. Yeah. Uh, take, tell Lynn thank you for everything that he does in the community. You know, he's he's an unsung hero. You know, I mean, everybody jumps on his Facebook and says, thanks, Lynn, for putting this out. But really, Lynn is one of the biggest driving forces behind Southern Maryland music. He makes sure that we all know where to be when the shows are playing. That's true. Well, and not well, only does he do that, he goes out and he sees several shows. That's right. Yeah, I, when I was out, I, I planned on seeing a, a couple other bands, but just so much was going on, I didn't get to drop good all the places. But Lynn was out there going to the other places, you know. So and he does that week in and week out. Exactly. That's incredible, man. Well, so, well said, my friend. We will. It, he'll hear this in the playback. So that was very nicely yeah. said, man. Yeah, and if you ever get a chance to go see the band Never Too Late with Three Days of Rain, please do. All right. All right. They, both, both of them were amazing shows on Saturday night. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were there. So, Perfect. Yep. Sweet, man. Well, Higgy, so, dude, thanks so much for the, the for the time this week. We do appreciate it. And the, the, definitely the audience loves you. So thank you yeah. so much, man. We'll, we'll check right, you guys. next week. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. See you. Bye. There he goes, Higgy on the beat, David Higgins from the Southern Maryland Chronicle, man. That's right. Featured exclusively right here on the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. That's true, my friend. That's very true. (laughs) Wow, dude. What a crazy past weekend, man. Absolutely. For that guy. He was all over the place. Yeah. He he came came down to the area, had a birthday bash, made sure he checked out as many people and places he could, which was great. So... Good on him, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Really good on him. Good on him. Well, cool, dude. But we're going to just keep jamming along on the show. Yeah. I'm really just rushing everything so we can get Lynn as much time as we can get get out of him. You know what I mean? Love that. Yeah, because we, we waited a long time. So right now, we're going to transition into the Island Music Company's Guitar of the Week segment. And this week on the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, we have the Fender Jim, Jim Atkins JA90 Telecaster in the beautiful white finish that it comes in. Exactly, dude. This is a signature thin line with a pair of P90s. A collaboration between Jim Adkins and Fender produced the Jim Adkins JA90 Telecaster. Um, it's actually a recreation of Adkins' old TC90 with some special touches made especially for this signature model. Um, the J90's uh, thin line semi hollow ash body is joined to a set maple neck with an Indian laurel fretboard. A great combination that produces a warm tone with a nice edge. The pickups are the Seymour Duncan P90's and it has an adjustomatic bridge with the anchor tailpiece. That rounds out the hardware section, man. Dude, I'm telling you, the Jim Atkins Telecaster thin line is a sweet axe for pretty much any style. Added here in the studio all weekend long, and what I do my normal Friday is, is I come back from Ireland, I set the instrument in your chair, just hangs out there for about an hour or two, acclimates to the room, and take it out, check it all out, tune it up, and start playing on it, man. And, and the first thing I noticed was the bite of the P90s, the feel of the neck, the quality of the construction. It's all there, man. It's insane. It's wow. insane. Really insane. Uh, the Indian Laurel fretboard, man, don't knock it. I liked it. I liked playing on it. It felt great on my fingers. Um, it was just a fabulous instrument, man. Fabulous instrument. Build quality, of course. It's at the fender level build quality. Didn't have any issues for what it was. And it was a fabulous, 
put together fabulously for coming overseas from the Indonesian factories. Indonesian factory. That will come up later. Right. All right. So the story behind this Telecaster is is when Jen, Jen Atkins, guitarist and front man for Jimmy Eat World, we all love Jimmy Eat World, man. The song The Sweetness, Pain. Dude, there's just so many great songs by that band, dude. I just love Jimmy Eat World. So this was my kind of weekend for the guitar of the week. Um, he challenged Fender to design his perfect guitar. So the collaboration began, and what resulted was this JA90 thin line, man. So Fender sat down with Atkins and went over his old TC90 spec by spec. And then they said they were making some important changes that subsequently produced this unique model that I got to play. The significant features include the maple neck set into a semi-hollow ash body, Seymour Duncan P90 pickups, independent volume and tone controls for both pickups that's what's cool a justomatic bridge and an anchored tailpiece mm. yeah, yeah. it's a recipe for awesomeness it is yeah. <laughs> it really is because <laughs> yeah. if you don't play it in it still kind of vibrates like an acoustic since it's semi-hollow so you can kind of like jam on it without having to plug it in if you don't right. want to so the, I, I enjoyed that on Sunday morning <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of cool so I mean, it's just a unique, unique guitar, and if you're in the market for a new guitar, this guitar is just not hanging on the, the rack. Just you got to go pick it up and go play it. Yeah. You know, you're just going to breeze by it because it's just a white guitar hanging up at a guitar store. But once you get it down and get it plugged in and start playing it, you're going to love it. It's just a cool, cool, cool thing. I got to drink something, man. My, my throat's dry. Yeah, man. You know, this is... Solid, unedited content just rolling it for wow, man. many out, many minutes and many minutes. There's no breaks here, man. Yeah, check out that solo real quick. Yeah. All right, dude. Vibrant tone and vibrant tone, man. The semi-hollow ash body merges that classic tele tone with the added body and resonance of a semi-hollow body guitar. That's why I talked about that right beforehand. Right. Get jam on it, not plugged in. It resonates sound, enjoyable sound, and you can actually practice with it. So that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, the set maple neck bolsters the sustain, and the Indian laurel fretboard adds warmth to the tone. And that's what that's why I said it's a great fretboard. So everybody wants rosewood or ebony, but don't 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 don't, don't give Indian laurel a chance. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't give it a chance. No, no, give it a chance. Don't all judge right. a book by its cover. Don't make misconceptions. Don't 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 just say it's something new. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, got you. I just because you know that's everybody's that doesn't sound right. That's not normal, you know. But it's actually really cool. Well, yeah. So, and so you have that into your laurel fretboard that adds warmth to the tone, and you pair that with a Seymour Duncan Soap Bar P90s. You get that vintage tinge, man, and that it just cuts through the mix. I guarantee it. You, you, you're going to be heard. You're going to be heard. <laughs> and I was heard here at the house all weekend long playing it. I can hear you it. from my house. Right, man. Yeah. It was fun, man. And like I said, if you're, in the, if you're in the market for a new guitar, please try this out. You might surprise yourself. Um, let's go over the features at a glance, then we'll hit the tech specs, and then we'll play everybody's favorite game. What do you think? I'm really intimidated by this this week. So I'm gonna—I've been paying attention. 
All right, so let me get over to um, the features at a glance, then we'll get text packs. It's a recreation of his um, TC90 guitar, but, you know, they, they made it, you know, brand new, different specs, but it's a recreation. Set neck with a modern C-shape. That's a f- player favorite combination. All right. Yep. The Seymour Duncan SP90 neck P90 pickup and the SP93B bridge pickup. They deliver rich, vibrant tone. So you're getting the best of the best from the Seymour Duncan company with those P90s. Yeah. Top of the line. Right. All right. Individual volume and tone controls allow for unlimited sonic combinations. So you can adjust the volume of each pickup independently and the tone. So you can really, really dial it up. Mad scientist, man. Just fooling with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, oversized strap buttons to help prevent disasters on stage. Uh-huh. Gotta love that, man. Yeah. Gotta love that. You gotta love that. Right. And, of course, it has Jim, At- Jim Atkins' signature on the back of the headstock. Great. So go to the store and check it out. It's kind of neat how they've all put it together. Okay. That's the features at a glance. Let's dial it in to the tech specs, and then we'll get ready for everything. Right. Now, everybody who listens to this segment knows this is the most important part of the segment Yes. to determine the best guess for pricing. Ah. Know the keys. I'm starting to understand this. Play along with us. Right. All right, dude. Here we go. Tech specs for the Jim Atkins JA90 Telecaster semi-hollow battle. We got six-string guitar, right-handed model, semi-hollow body shape. It's the Telecaster thin-line body shape along with the semi-hollow body. That's how they do it. Um, it's an ash body. Ash. Sorry. Okay. Gloss polyurethane finish. The color we had was white, of course. The neck material is maple. The neck shape is a modern C. A nine and a half inch fretboard radius. The fingerboard material was Indian laurel. The, the it had white porloid dots for the inlays. Twenty-two medium jumbo frets. A twenty-four and three quarters inch scale length. A nut width of one point six five inches. It was a synthetic bone nut, so that's nice upgraded feature. Yeah, that's nice. Um, six saddle vintage style. Adjustomatic. Um, bridge with anchor tailpiece had di- standard die cast sealed tuners, and of course the neck and bridge pickups were the Seymour Duncan SP90s, P90s, and had two volume, two tones, and a three-way toggle switch that rounds up the controls of the guitar. And it wow. was made in Indonesia. Wow! So it's all there, Fender quality, phenomenal instrument. And I had fun with it all weekend. Dude, I can only imagine how much fun you had with that, man. Just, I had to play the sweetness, had to play pain. Oh, you know? Of course, man. Of course you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. reflecting on, dude. I can't believe how old those songs are, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. Wow, dude. Wow. Yeah. You get a big wake-up call. Right? right, right, right. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, man, right? So right now we're going to open the floor to the guesses. Yeah, yeah. So On the price. So I'm going to hesitate, yeah, yeah. as I've been doing lately. Let you guys throw some numbers up for so a when, minute here. So we're gonna do the what do you think it costs bit, but we'll give everybody a second to put their yeah. guess in, and then I'll post Mister Alban up for his guess. Yeah. So go right ahead, guys. Throw it up there. The, the floor is open for you guys. Now remember, right? Did you listen into the tech specs? Are you catching on? 
Right. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to be way off on this one this week. I don't know, man. So. You might be surprised. But it's a signature model made in Indonesia. Gloss finish. Set neck. So that's upgraded features. Seymour Duncan pickups. Yeah. And, no gig right. bag, no case. No gig oh. bag, no case. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. See that helps. All right, guys. I'm gonna close the uh, close the floor here for for the guesses. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and throw the Alban estimate of the week. All right, what do you got? <laughs> All right, Mr. Alban. Now lately, I've only been within a hundred or two hundred dollars consistently. Right. All right. I got a feeling I'm gonna be way off this time. All right, so, so Mr. Alban, what do you think this Jim Atkins JA90 Fender Telecaster Thinline Semi Hollow Body Guitar? cost dude if they charge by the word they're gonna be all right <laughs> yeah right you know what i mean yeah man so dude what do you think all right and i'm gonna go with and remember i do not research these things ahead of time right i'm gonna say that this is a 13.99 wow dude we're building value here on the guitar gurus damn it that means i'm over Anytime Mr. Harcher says we're building value, I'm over. I'm usually under, over by 150 bucks consistently. All right, so you say 13.99. Yes. Don't tell me saying, it was 11.49. And I'm saying we're building value, right? Yeah. Look at this, my friend. The price is 9.99.99. No. 9.99.99. Yeah, thousand bucks. Told dude. you I was gonna be off this week. Right, dude. Well, dude, you built $400 value into a $1,000 instrument. I expected it to be $1,400. Well, it's a signature model. The Seymour Duncan, like, you're getting the P9, like, you're not getting, like, the BS pickups. Right, I know. That's what Fender's doing to the market. They're creating a value. I mean, they're producing instruments and selling them at prices that are comparable, man. It's pretty cool. Wow. But no, guitar to week this week, Fender JA90 Telecaster, $999.99. That's right. And guess where you can go pick that bad boy up, put it in your hands, and play that thing? Where would that be, Mr. Alden? I'm going to guess right this time. It's mm-hmm. Island Music in La Plata, Maryland. That is correct. On Charles <laughs> Street. That's correct. Go see Jack and the guys there at Island. That's right, man. You guys all know that already. But you got to get over there and, and check this bad boy out, man. Definitely go there. It is a it is beautiful. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Plays like a dream. Yeah, it's really cool. And that, my friend, is the guitar of the week this week. Yeah. Thank you, Island Music. We will be seeing you again this weekend, and we will have you again for next week. It's gonna be awesome. Sweet. That's it, dude. Well, we're to keep the show going, to keep the speed cranking. We're going to get Mr. Uh, Kirkpatrick on the phone for Sean in 60 seconds and really put the wind to the fire and, and get the segment done so that way we can get Mr. Lynn Arion on. What do That's you think? That's right. All right, dude, give me some soothing tones. All right, everybody, it's time for Sean in 60 seconds with Sean Kirkpatrick right here on the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus Show. What's ringing, dude? We're going to lock in the signal. Good evening, gurus. How you doing tonight, Sean? Good evening. I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? I do. We're cranking along. We just finished up Guitar of the Week. Uh, Higgy was on earlier than that. And then, dude, the energy here is electric. Let's keep it going then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I I got Alpin here with me. Alpin, say hi to Sean. 
Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Alden? My friend, my man, my bro. <laughs> man, I hope you're doing well. I know you are, man. I'm doing well as well, so thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, cool. So, what do you got for us this week, man? We're going we're gonna to speed along because we got Lynn Arion on tonight, and we're, we're trying to allocate as much time possible for the man, the myth, the legend. So let's crank right, it yeah, out, dude. We've got some really interesting stuff to talk about. You know him. Yeah, dude, exactly. Well, I know that last time we had we had briefly touched on the topic of, like, focusing in on certain instruments in, in, uh, in songs. Right. And, like, how musicians can do that. Right. So I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, did some research and I found out that there's actually a term for that called orchestral listening. Ooh. This is very yeah. informative. I like this. I like where this is going. Yeah, so uh, I, I saw a couple different videos online, a couple TED Talks and stuff like that. And without going into the anatomy of the human ear, uh, there's no real um, conclusive studies or science behind uh, how people do that. It's very weird. It's like a, it's just like a musician's trick in a sense. Um, I did, however, find a a, a article about um, the actual arrangements of orchestras and symphonies, and the reasoning behind that is that if you look at an orchestra, you see higher string or higher pitch instruments on the left of the of the um, the arrangement and lower stoned instruments on the right. And it turns out that the reasoning for that is that the, your left brain actually processes high-pitched notes better than your right side of your brain, unless you have, unless you're like some weird outlier. But um, there was actually a doctor named uh, Diana Duch who developed a illusion or a test or a scale that can actually determine whether or not you are like if you if you do have that right side brain high-pitched bias. Okay. All right. So, so on the all right. So. Back up a second. If okay. I'm if I'm staring at the stage from my seat, what side are the string instruments going to be on? On the left side. They didn't they didn't specify in the article whether or not they were talking about stage direction or not. So it, it was it was a little bit unclear. Okay. Why you know I said it, it's there wasn't a lot to, lot to go into. Like I said, if you if you, if anybody wants to go online and look it up themselves, you know, look up orchestral listening. Um, you know, I mean, they have college professors out there. Um, who have been teaching this stuff like uh, uh, music history and stuff like that where they you know assign uh, students 87 CDs and, and a whole stack of books to listen to um, but even then they're, they're kind of going on a tangent when they start talking about orchestral listening it's not like a like a class you can teach so to speak um, they do recommend that um, you, you download uh, stems and start working on mixing in a doll even if it's a free one you can get like pre-recorded tracks online, like a popular songs, old ones most of the time, or re-recorded ones off a karaoke version or whatever. And then you can take them and put them into like Reaper or or Audacity, and then you know pull out the different instruments and see if you're, what you're hearing or what you think you're hearing is actually what's going on there. Okay. Another thing, um, this uh, uh, it was a drummer named Steven Taylor. I watched a video of of him he was the one who was talking about the college professor the music history teacher um and in this whole 10 minute video about how to listen to music it pretty much came down to a, a lost art that that people don't do anymore where where you know you go out you buy an album and you listen to it first song to last 
and then you find your favorite song and you listen to that one on repeat for for a while until you get annoyed and then you pick a different one and you know you keep on listening to the same album over and over and over again re-listening to it and finding new things that you like about this song and that song and different you know notations or what what stands out and uh you know people don't do that anymore now that everybody's just streaming songs and stuff and and just you know getting what they want right away and then then moving on you know i do that still constantly to this day well yeah i know you got like the, the biggest record collection in the world so yeah, I still I still do that. I didn't realize I was like a dinosaur with that. You're a dying breed, man. That's a shame, man. It I, is. I think it's because yeah. there's too much. There's way too much content available. Like you said, they can just get whatever they want and just go and go and go. Yeah. Whatever happened to the days of just putting an album on and sitting down and enjoying it from front to back and and realizing what about it is great. I like I like this topic, Sean. This is a great segment tonight. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it honestly, um, it kind of it surprised me a little bit because I I mean I'm I'm a bit of an outlier myself. I do tend to you know break apart songs and and and, have, and I have to do that as part of part of my job, obviously. Right. Um, but you know, if you look around and you watch other people and listen to music, I mean, they'll listen to the same you know rap song a hundred times, but they're still just focusing on the same part of the song or whatever and. And or just specifically focusing on the words and not so much. And I mean, there's no real reason to listen to the musical orchestra- orchestration of a rap song. <laughs> but all those parts and pieces are art, art forms within themselves. That, right. That adds to the collective of, of right. the whole thing, man. Yeah, and I mean, uh, when you listen to a concept album or, or, or a record from back in, you know, 80s, 90s or whatever, um, you know, you, there's, there's a... There's a a soul and, and, a, and a talent and, and, and this um, just a group mindset, you know, there's a bunch of people working on these albums, working together to to make this final product, and now now you, like, you could sit in your room and, and put together an entire album if you wanted to, but most of the time you don't even have to do that, you just release singles you can yeah. release a single every couple of weeks and you can stay on top of the world Right, or or you can write a write a whole CD for a comic book hero and be told that you're better than that, and we're gonna take this and make real money off of it. That could happen too. Yeah, yeah, all, all that. Now. Yeah, that's rad, man. Wow. That, that's good stuff this week. But I hate to cut you a little short this week, Sean. But like I said earlier, we got Lynn coming on, and I want to make every minute count for him. But this was awesome. I want to continue on this path next week about more listening. I'm going to research into it a little bit, too, so we can educate people on how to listen to um, recordings and when you're recording and stuff. So it could be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I went through a whole bunch of different research, and I I couldn't find much more on it. Um, But like I said, I'll go deeper into it. I do, however, need to mention something else before you let me go. Sure, go for it. Absolutely. Sheila Klotz's Southern Maryland Drummers... um, Showcase, drum set showcase. The registration is open now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go to the Somar Drummers page. Uh, look for the for the CognitoForms.com link. You can also go to my Facebook page, Sean Patrick, and uh, I'll be sharing it regularly. Um, Sheila Klotz's Facebook page. She's also sharing the registration on there, as well as multiple other forums on about uh, Southern Maryland music forums and stuff like that. So. Make sure you sign up. Um, every student who signs up gets drum swag. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. Love it. I love that, man. And thank you. One grand prize you got to win. That's right. 
<laughs> you, you and Sheila, I mean, this is way to promote such a great event, man. It's inspiring young people to to do the passion, put the work in, do the art form, play the instrument, man. So our hats are off to to Sheila. Hats off to you and the the whole Somar collective in general, man. It's an amazing thing. I gotta pass that buck to her, man. I'm not doing much work at all. She's just get for keeping me included, man. It's but just, you're but a, yeah. you're a large you're a supporter because you know she's doing great things. And that to us means a lot already, just being supportive. So thank you. Thank you for I that. I appreciate that very much, fellas. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure thing, Sean. Hey man, like I said, dude, we'll talk again next week. Thank you for everything and um I have a wonderful night, man, from the Guitar Gurus. We say thank you and talk to you, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. All right, man. Hey, man. I said hi. Hey, we'll do. Definitely. Be good, brother. All right. See you. See you. There he goes. Sean Kirkpatrick. Sean in 60 seconds. That's right. Sean Kirkpatrick. Dude, I'm just rambling tonight, man. It's all right. Me? It's okay, man. It's, all, it's okay. Get okay, it. calm down now, everybody. Right. Everybody calm down. Calm down. All right. <laughs> well, dude, hey, let's take a break. Let's reset. Come back in here. We'll dial up Lynn Arion, and, and we'll get a, a big, big music history lesson. I'm kind of excited for that. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, dude. What do we say before we go to break? We always say the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru, Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio. That is correct, and we'll be right back after these words. Tattoos last forever. They're a permanent statement about your personality and style. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with ink that looks like it's been done by some junior apprentice? Or do you want a custom tattoo from Christopher Lane Tattoos? Chris has over 10 years in the biz and uses the best ink and machines in the industry. Check out Christopher Lane Tattoos Instagram feed today and you will just see for yourself that he does some of the finest work in the Southern Maryland area. Give him a follow today and you will just marvel over the attention to detail in his work. Christopher Lane Tattoos on Instagram is your start on a pathway to tattoo bliss. Book your appointment through Christopher Lane Tattoos Instagram private messaging service for an exclusive bonus that only Guitar Guru listeners are eligible for. Follow Christopher Lane Tattoos on Instagram today. Yo, 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 Albin, let's talk site maintenance solutions with Cooper Construction. Okay, great. Why are we outside? I wanted you to see how Cooper Construction's handling my site with the installation of my new septic tank system. I'm loving all this heavy equipment I'm seeing. You need this kind of equipment for this type of work. You say, do you? Yeah, man. Cooper Constructions offers complete site solutions for septic tanks and mounds, lot clearing up to three acres, and most importantly, stormwater management. Okay, let me get this straight. Cooper Construction offers site maintenance for lot clearing, septic systems, and stormwater management? You are correct. Does Cooper Construction have all the credentials needed for this type of work? Yes, they do, my friend. Cooper Construction has over 20 years' experience in the construction world. How do we get a hold of them? That's easy. Just dial 301-683-7766 and ask for a site visit today. Again, that number is 301-683-7766. Give them a call. You can also reach them on the web at buildwithcooper.com. Cooper Construction. From site to site, they will treat you right. 
What's up, y'all? This is Sam Grow, and you're listening to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. The Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus, the only guys that would do a live broadcast from Dog Man. We see each other through different eyes. Oh, yeah, we're back from break. It's the Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We're Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio. And the show is absolutely killing it tonight, man. It is killing it. It's freaking awesome. Uh, freaking awesome. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I did enough swearing last week. I know, man. I'm, I'm cutting it down, man. You did it. You Look know. here, Shay. Look here. You got to get it out sometimes, and I understand that. Yeah, I was I was fired up last week. You know, week, I man. went to a certain platform that we're on that we haven't announced okay. actually publicly. Okay, yeah. Let's do and that. And I noticed that all our episodes were listed as explicit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what platform it, was that? Is it fair to, to let everybody know now? Yeah, let's do it. We haven't made this announcement, everybody, but we're on Spotify. That's right. You can get the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show on Spotify now. How about that? Wow. I checked it out over the weekend, and here we are. There, Every episode. Right, man. I got in line. I was beside the Catch Me Outside girl, and she said, how about that? I said, we're online, Spotify. That's she right. Was, it was cool, man. <laughs> right. So let's earn that badge of the nice E. It's for explicit on each episode, and let's fucking rock this episode out. That's because right. we have been excited. We've been this has been in the works for a while, so don't don't think this is something that just came up. It's all premeditated. It's all calculated. It's all exacerbated, and it is totally celebrated. So we are ready to do this tonight with our featured guest. We've been waiting for for so long, and that guest is. None other than Linarion, man. That's, That's right. right. He puts together the 10 ounce 12 pack sampler every week for the Guru Show, and Higgy reports on it for us for him. So that's awesome, right there. So we yeah. have that synergy every week. Uh, he's been to every show imaginable, um, and he's a big, big local local music um, historian buff. He's in the he's in the know every week and knows what's happening. So I'm excited to get him on the phone, talk yeah. about local music first and foremost. Then we'll pepper him for the national acts, who's been the best over the decades and what the most memorable shows are. Yeah, I think that's how we'll start it out. I like that. All right, dude, give me some soothing tones and I'll get him cranking on the show. All right, everybody, it's episode 99.3 Southern Rail Guitar Guru Show. Featured guest tonight, Lynn Area. That's right, it's ringing. We're locking in the signals. Come on, Lynn. Hello. Hey, Lynn, it's Dan from Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air, buddy? Sure. How you guys doing? Hey, man, we're doing wonderful, man. Welcome to the show, man. I got my co-host, Dan Alpin, with me. Dan Alpin, say hi to Lynn Arion. Lynn, good evening, sir. Thank you so much for spending time hey, with us. It, hey, Mr. Alpin. Yes, my man. It's been a while. I miss you so much. You know that. Been a, it's been a while. I've seen you out at a few shows, but it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. I've been laying low for a while. That's going to change here soon. So I, good. I can't thank you enough for spending time with us tonight. And there's a lot of people in this community that are looking very forward to you being on this show, being interviewed. And I think that says everything I need to know about how integral you are to this community. And we really appreciate that. I appreciate you all. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, dude, I want to start out the whole evening uh, tapping on... Um, the local music scene but the, the burning question that I gotta ask first and foremost was 
What was your first concert show ever? My first concert show ever was December 19th, 1973. I saw Alice Cooper with ZZ Top in the opening slot. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is Alice phenomenal. Cooper was ZZ Top. Correct. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where was Alice, Cooper, Alice Cooper was on the tail end of the Billion Dollar Babies tour. They were just getting ready to put out their next album, Muscle of Love. And a couple of girls I went to high school with said, Hey, you know, we got a ticket to see Alice Cooper. My mom's going to drive us up. So one of, one of them's mom drove us up there and dropped us off. I couldn't, I, you know, couldn't make that up. Well, where's that at? What, what venue? Uh, the Capitol Center. It was like the third show they ever had there when they after they opened it up. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, cool. All right, that's that, awesome. they dropped it. They dropped us off, and they introduced. They said, "Ladies and gentlemen, ZZ Top," and these three guys walked on stage with the you know the white nudie suits with the sequins and the big ten gallon cowboy hats. And I said, "What is this cowboy shit?" <laughs> and you know they broke into like beer drinkers and hellraisers, and Jesus just left Chicago and wait for the bus. And I, I was just mesmerized and i think we went back and turned the whole school onto a band that we'd never heard of before yeah that trace ombre's album was badass yeah that was that was the brand new album yep that's and we'd never heard of that band until that point and they were just you know i still love that band to this day hell yeah man i dig it now now i got my 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 question answered we'll we'll come back to the big acts and all the shows you've been to all right but us being the local music guys, I want to dial into the local community. First, um, we talked to Higgy earlier uh, in the night, and he wanted to say thank you and a big thank you from the community for always being there, reporting on the shows, and, and attending the shows. That That's real cool, but he wanted me to make sure we took a special time to say thank you. And I appreciate that. He's a good guy. I saw him last weekend on his birthday roundabouts. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he said. So that's, that's right. cool, man. Real cool. <laughs> All right, so let's talk this lo- the Southern Maryland local music scene. Um, All right. What what drives you to be the the local music historian cuz as far as I know, you know more about the local music scene than a lot of people around here. So I'm going to give the the microphone to you. Um, tell us what you know about local music. What, what drives you to be the driving force to, to document its history and, and to keep the schedule, the 10-ounce, 12-pack sampler going every week? Well, I, I never really wanted to be that guy making the schedule. Right. I basically, about 10 years ago, started doing it mainly for myself. I, I just had a little, uh, you know, Microsoft um, um, Word list that I, I made and, and whenever I saw when a show was coming up I would just slot it in made a little calendar and made, I mainly did it for myself right? so that when the weekend came I would know where the bands that I wanted to go see it was pretty small I did it a couple years and a couple different people said you know do you know who's playing where this weekend and I would just like send it to them in the email or when Facebook first started or on Facebook right? and they were like wow that's pretty cool we're get that and I said I made it <laughs> and they said well you should post that and I said no I should not and then when about the third person said you should post that one day on a 
on a dare. I, I posted it and never looked back. And that first day was like about 20 shows, and then like 100 people all chimed in. You forgot my band. You forgot my show. And, there it is. And it just it, it just went it just went crazy from there. And, and you know I love local music, so I I, I uh, have no problem promoting my friends, the bands, and the bars, and everything that we go to, and it just kind of grew and went crazy. That's cool, man. Wow. I know that everybody in the community loves it. They love seeing you at the shows. That that I do know. Oh, I do love going to shows, that's for sure. Yeah. So, how many shows have you gone to in one weekend before? Local shows. We went to seven in one day. Wow. Wow. Holy we, smokes. I don't remember exactly everybody who we saw. We started at the Gridiron Grill and then went to uh, the Brass Rail and then ABC and then the old Bollywood and their old location and then uh, like Toots, Last Drop. Uh, I think uh, the Lime Lounge was still open at that time. And I'm not talking about five minutes. We spent, you know, a good 45, 50 minutes at each place and just popping around. Wow. Wow, that's like... Big time dedication right there. It's huge, man. There's nothing there's nothing like playing a show and looking over and seeing Lynn there and you're like, Lynn's here. Oh man, we better we better bring it, man. We gotta well, you know, like, we gotta rock. Like, like this last weekend was hard because social was at um Toots and Hydrofex was at Last Drop and Three Days of Rain was at the Days of Delhi and I wanted to go to all three, so it's you just can't stay there the whole time. You just have to bounce. It is hard, yeah. But you make it work, man. I do. I love to go out and support my friends. What What was the uh, show that impressed you the most? What's been one of the more impressive local shows you've been to? You make me hurt somebody's feelings, aren't you? I was hoping he, when he asked that question, I just went, oh man, don't do that. I said, what's been that. one of the most, don't do what's, that. Nah, I said, what's been one of the best experiences you've had at a show? Well, this past November, they had uh, a big uh, mini festival at the VFW where a lot of bands played Hydras, Shallow Deep, Squid Ink. Uh, they had like 10 or 11 bands. That was pretty awesome you know everybody played like 45 minutes that was that was a great experience all right yeah. got to see a lot of bands in one day yeah we i don't miss those festival type type events where you can catch everybody the same day yeah those are great yeah. those are great days well, that's, it was good fun. Stuff. that's good stuff uh so you tra- have you traveled around the country a lot lynn uh, not really, but I have been to a few shows, like in Florida, New Jersey, Philly. All right. Uh, I was going to say, have you have you experienced a local music scene like Southern Maryland in any of the other towns you visited? Uh, nowhere. Nice. I think I think we have probably. Aside from places like maybe New Orleans or Memphis or New York or L.A., probably have the best, for a small community, I think we probably have one of the best music scenes anywhere because I've not traveled a lot, but people that come here from other places say they've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it is pretty special. 
I, I believe it is. I'm glad to hear you say that. That's that's the general consensus here. I mean, it's it is true. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Wow, man. So so how so you know for a fact you've been doing the list for ten years. Ten, probably publishing it for seven, seven, maybe eight. But you've been going to sh- local shows since since forever, right? Well, before I got married and had kids, I used to go to see shows a lot in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. You know, see bands like DC Star from Saratsville. Right. And uh, the Ravens from Baltimore, who actually had a guitar player from down here in St. Mary's that went to Great Mills High School with me, a couple years behind me, David Bell. And I followed those bands around a bit. There were some other local bands that were pretty decent. And then, you know, I got married, had some kids, didn't go to as many local shows. That's when I was really going to all the national shows. Right. And then, and then probably mid-90s, I got back into coming out to see local bands. I got you. All right. That's cool. That That's is real cool. All right, let you, you almost can't afford to go see national shows too often anymore. No, no, you can't. It's really expensive, man. Really it's crazy. expensive. It's crazy. So let's switch to the national band circuit. Um, okay. I've known for what is it a year or two years ago when every day you would post a the stub, a, a ticket stub of what show you went on that day and that that year. Yeah, I just started scanning all my tickets in, and then after I got done, I said, that was a lot of work. Why did I do that? (laughs) And then I I think, like, it was, like, May. I just, like, one day said, I'll just just post all the ones I went to on this particular date. I started doing that. Did that for a whole year, and it was a lot of fun. Probably, I think it was, like, 800 ticket subs I had. Yeah, it's all documented That's going to be my next next question. My next question was, how many shows have you been to? Well, I think I still have 800 ticket stubs. I know there's a few that handful that I misplaced or got washed in my back pocket or something. Because I, I know I saw shows I don't have tickets for. Right, right. But it's well over 800. Wow. Wow. That's like the goat of music attending. It really it's is. The man. greatest of all time. Yeah. It's like, and second place is not even close. You know, a lot what, of what impressed what? me with this this documentation of your stubs was, of course, the shows you got to see. There was a few of those shows that I know I was at. Right. And we all saw ones like, I was there. But the sheer amount of shows was one factor. But what really stuck out for me was where you actually posted where you were in attendance during these shows and you had some really fucking great seats to a lot of these great shows <laughs> well you know i started going to shows in the in the middle 70s and most of those were at the capitol center and you know you just had to go stand in line and buy tickets and you eventually you know you learn things and uh you know, instead of going to the heck company where they always sold them, I found a, a bank, a local bank in Waller that sold tickets. You know, made friends with the, the teller there, and, you know, she'd give me a heads up, and, you know, I could get there early and get in line. And, and you know, I actually met ticket scalpers, you know, because I went to so many shows, and you meet them. And I don't believe I ever was a ticket scalper, but I did 
did uh, you know make friends with some and, and uh, trade tickets and then probably the mid, late 70s I started going to Meriwether Post Pavilion and one day in the newspaper we see they have an advertisement that they're selling what they call um, season subscriptions right. I was going to ask what, about this so this is perfect what they did is they, they would group like five shows in a group that were like similar and they would sell um, you had to buy all five tickets you got the same seat for all five shows and the first year that they advertised them that I knew they had three different series Right. And the first series was all it was like right after the Eagles broke up 1980 so it was like Don Henley Linda Ronstadt, Jackson Brown, James Taylor, Jimmy Buffett, right. for instance. So you, you bought all those tickets. And then the next year, when they would send you a renewal for the same seats you had last year, but the bands would be different depending on who was touring. Right. You know, might be, you know, maybe Tom Petty was in there instead of uh, Don Hanley. Whoever was, you know, different bands were touring and then so you just kept renewing them and there was always a little box to check if better seats become available would you like to move forward (laughs) yes yes so it took about three years to move all the way to the very front and every year they added another series pretty soon they were eventually with eight and i think i i think i had two seats for six different series plus my girlfriend at the time had two seats for half them series and my best friend had two seats for a couple of them and I ended up with all those eventually and just kept moving to the front pretty soon all my shows were in the front four rows wow wow and then you know like I said I I ended up with a pair of tickets that used to belong to my girlfriend and used to belong to my best friend and then so I would have six tickets for some shows so I would trade those with the ticket scalpers who had tickets to places at other other venues right because yeah. they they knew me because they saw me at shows so you know some of the great deals i made were and some people might not agree these are great deals but i traded a pair of uh second row depeche mode tickets for a pair of second row mccartney tickets at rfk stadium that's a great deal. I, yeah, that's a great deal. Great. Because I, I was not really a Depeche Mode fan and and didn't really know them, and I, I really didn't know what I was going to do with those tickets because I didn't even none of my friends even liked them. I thought I was going to have to eat them because right. I didn't really want to go. And then this guy said, "Hey, you got any Depeche Mode tickets?" And I said, "Yeah, I got a pair of second row, but I really, really want to go." <laughs> I, I suckered him and you know and uh, built it up to be something more than it was and he, he said well that McCartney show you want to go to is getting ready to go on sale so I'll hook you up so we traded those you made out like a bandit yeah I think probably so. the probably the best deal I made is I, I traded a pair of front row Gloria Estefan and Sound Machine tickets for a pair of fourth row you two at RFK Stadium. Yeah, yes. that was definitely the better deal. Yeah, what <laughs> what year was that one? Which which tour was that? Oh, uh, was that the uh, was that the Zoo TV tour back in like ninety? Uh, yeah, what, yeah, yep. When Primus yep. Primus opened. Um, uh, no, I 
I can't always remember dates. Yeah, I was there. I was at that one. It's I was, the show. It's the show where it rained. Yeah. And Bono slipped on the uh, <laughs> stage and and busted his uh, arm. Oh yeah. Because he usually there was one song where he usually played acoustic guitar. Right. And he, and he busted his arm, so they drug a kid out of the crowd and let him play acoustic guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And then the next night when they played in New Jersey, they brought Springsteen out, let him play acoustic guitar. That, that's a good move. I saw that on Kurt Loader News on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt You're talking, Loader. Yeah, a couple guys that remember Kurt Loader getting our news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time for an MTV So new, I made those break. good trades, and, you know, and I, I always had the people that wanted to trade tickets. So that worked out great, having, having more than two seats for a lot of those great shows. Yeah. Because it gave you all the options. Sure. You held all the cards. I was you know, I, I used to sell tickets, tickets I didn't want to go to just just to recoup my money. And then sure. as, as concerts started getting more popular, people were begging for them. Yep. <laughs> Smart, man. I wish yeah. they would do that subscription service again. That sounds neat. You know, when they, they, they quit that when, when they built that pavilion out there in Manassas. Jiffy Lube or whatever it was called. Yeah, right. Yeah, because then Merriweather started getting a lot less shows, and they and they and I think it was like '94, '95 when they quit that. The sad day for me. I think I cried. Yeah, the greed took over, man. That's all. But you know, I, I had that option from like '80 to '95, and you know, uh, it was just amazing. The problem was, you know, sometimes you would get tickets for shows you didn't really want. So, you know, I sell them, trade them, gave some away, ate some. Right. And, but, you know, I did go see a lot of shows I probably would never have stood in line to pay money for. But, yeah. you know, this, you just sent a check in and they sent them to your house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, I, and, I'm old enough to remember standing in line at, at Hex for tickets. Oh, man. On, on several occasions. I mean, those were the old days. That's how we had yep. to do it. And Done it many times. Many times. Like, even before the, the mall in Waldorf was open, we had to go to Marl Heights and stand in that line. Yep, Hex. that was my place. <laughs> First time I saw Rush, I had to get my tickets from Hex. Wow. And Marlow Heights. <laughs> wow. I saw Rush. I saw Rush at a DC 101 dollar and one cent show at Warner Theater. Oh, the Warner is my favorite, man. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot of great shows. I've seen Costello a few times there. <laughs> oh, I love, I love Elvis. Yeah, twenty-one I've times I've seen him. Wow. Oh, so he's your favorite? He's my favorite. Period. Yeah. That's like uh, my my probably the person I saw the most is he yeah, close to a tie between John Prine. Mm, yeah. And Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett's got a hell of a following. If you're in, you're in. You're you're going every time. Mainly because he came to Merriweather every summer and, and sometimes two shows. So sometimes I ended up for like two to two days worth of tickets. And I'll say I saw all those 20 shows and I have not seen him since 19, um, since 1987. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so all those shows were back in the old days. That's good, though. I mean, I, I, all right, here we go. I got the question of questions. I. Over the years, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, what's a couple bands you've seen in all those decades, and what other, what's the memorable parts of those shows? 
I saw Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young in 1974. Wow. And, you know, at that particular time, you know, they were my jam, so that was just, you know, I was just mesmerized about that, that whole show. Yeah. And then in 76, McCartney's first tour at Post Beatles, Wings right. Over America. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to see that tour. Yeah, that was wow. a great tour. Hell yeah. Queen in 78 and 82. Mm. All right. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> they, did, they didn't really, they didn't tour America a lot, but you know, I got to see those two tours. 78 was right after News of the World. Yep. 82 was, uh, I forget what album was, right, was out at that time. That was a great show. One of the amazing shows I saw was, uh, you know, when um, Guns N' Roses came on the scene, they only played two shows during their um, Appetite for Destruction tour in D.C. Oh, really? One was at the, one was at the Warner Theater, um, no, uh, uh, the Bayou, holds a thousand people. Unfortunately, I didn't see that, mm. but the, that was 87. But in 88, they opened for Aerosmith at Meriwether Post. Oh, wow. That, that had was, to be a great time. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. I loved uh, every time I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan was always amazing. Lucky her. Right, yeah. The first time I saw him, he was, uh, well, I saw him in Nashville. He was, uh, Charlie Daniels used to uh, do a winter tour every year and then he had a homecoming show in Nashville usually in February or maybe January and it was always an eight hour show where he invited all his friends to come play like 20 minute sets right they, they just a had a big wall of amplifiers set up and a, they had a double bass drum and a, and a single bass drum set set up and when it was your turn you had like two minutes to get ready and then 20 minutes to play wow. and he always invited a wide variety of people that's where I first saw Stevie Ray in 83. Wow. That's and also wow. at that show, the main guest who played 45 minutes at that show was James Brown. <laughs> That's cool. Nothing like seeing James Brown, man. At a Charlie Daniels concert. At a Charlie Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the year. <laughs> Here's a big question. How so, much money do you think you've spent on going to concert over the years? Oh, uh, concern. I mean, be conservative. I but, have all these ticket stubs, and uh, I, I wouldn't even add them up because I would cry. Wow. I mean, do you think it's over a hundred thousand dollars? Oh no, but it's 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 high though. I, I, I spent a lot. I know that. Well, you know, back in the day, you know, in the seventies. Tickets were like four fifty, five fifty, six fifty. Yeah. Right. And then when I started going to Merriweather in the eighties, they were like twelve dollars, fourteen dollars. And then by like ninety-five, the last year I was, I was going there consistently, they were like forty and sixty. Yeah. Big time jump, man. Yeah, and now it's, you can't even afford to go to shows. The last really big expensive show I went to was at Warner Theater in. October of 2019, we went to see the 50th anniversary of the Beatles' White Album. Right. Right. 
It was put on by um, by Jason Schur, the lead singer from Chicago, the guitar player from Bad Finger, Joey Mulland, right? Christopher Cross, um, Todd Rundgren, and Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees. Yes, I remember that. And that was like a hundred and. Twenty-seven dollars a ticket. <laughs> wow! But it was fun. Yeah. I, I had a great time. It was a Sunday night. Went out to dinner and then went to the show. It was great. Yeah. I saw Rungren at Warner about three years ago when he was doing U- the Utopia again with Utopia. Yeah. And I won. I won those tickets. I haven't paid for tickets in twelve years. There's gonna be a whole show about all the <laughs> tickets I've won. I think the last time I saw Rundgren before that was I saw the Ring of Star All-Star Band yeah, with, right. with Rundgren and Joe Walsh and Billy Preston and Dr. John and Levon Helm and Rick Danker from the band. See, you got to see those. a lot of those guys are dead, so that's an yeah, awesome uh, thing, man. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it myself. I mean, it's just like... You know, after the show, I went to the bathroom and I heard a guy in there going, I can't believe I paid $140 for these tickets until the second half. Then it all was worth it. And I'm like, I didn't pay anything. So all of it was worth it. (laughs) You can't, but the the memories are priceless. You don't want to, you know, it's all priceless. No matter what it cost you, it was an experience you can't take away. And have you, did, did you ever get to see Zeppelin? I saw Zeppelin one time in 1977. See, that's all worth it right there. They played four shows at the Cabell Center. I went to one. And I bet uh, the three out of the four hours was 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 awful. You had the drum solo and the guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love Zeppelin, but, uh, you know, they're my, like one of my first favorite bands of all time, but I've always said they were like, they were like not a great live band, but I never got uh, to see I, them live. So I really wish I could have um, seen them in the six in the sixties or the early seventies when you know when they were touring on the first two albums because those yeah. are my favorites with all the blues tunes on there. They were so great, man. Yeah. Wow. And that's actually in the ninety five tour, the Plant Page tour, when they toured with the big orchestra. Yeah, I was there. They were freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it was rusted. That was so good. Rusted Root opened that. Yeah, that was, was so good. I remember that was uh, March. It was right around my birthday, so it was close to March 20th, 21st, 1995 Capitol Center. And they did that. They did a cashmere with the orchestra and the Indian and music. Yep. Oh, my God. It was so good, man. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Wow, dude. dude. And, I, and the other, only other time I saw Jimmy Page was when he toured with Paul Rogers in the firm. Right. That was uh, 1985. I saw that tour. And he had Chris Slade from ACDC on the drums and Tony yep. Franklin on bass. It was a great, that was a great band. Great band. Great band. Yeah. You didn't go see Page and Plant in 98 at uh, what was the MCI Center at the time? I did not. That was, a good, that was a good show, too. Did you see Rush at Capitol Center on the Counterparts tour? What year was that? 90, 93, 93, 94, 93. Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure I saw them that late. I saw them a bunch of times early. How was that? They're great. Yeah, Man, I enjoyed that counterpart show. Yeah, I've seen them four times. Yeah, we, we went to twenty one twelve together. Did yeah, we, they did twenty one twelve. I went and saw when they did moving pictures in its entirety. 
First time I saw Rush was late. It was 91 the first time I saw Rush. Right. So I was kind of late because I'm young. You know, I'm only 27. Right. So. <laughs> I saw them twice on the 81 tour. They played on uh, May 16th and May 17th. Wow. That was the moving picture store, right? So. I think so. Yeah, and then. Meriwether. Was that Meriwether? No, Capital Center. Capital okay. Center. And then in November of 82. Signal store. Yep. Rory Gallagher opened up for them at that show. Oh, wow. They always picked some great, interesting opening acts back in those days. Until they didn't have opening acts anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know you made it when it's an evening with Rush. There's no opening act. You know? Did you ever go any to any heavy metal shows? I've saw Metallica a couple times. What's your take on that? The first time I saw him was a Metallica and Anthrax. I went with my brother-in-law just kind of to appease him. Right. But I had a good time, but the time I mostly remember Metallica was I went to the Bonnaroo Music Festival in, Bonner- in Tennessee. Right. My whole family went with another family that had kids all the same age as mine. We went in 2008, and you know they have like eight stages, 200 bands there. The Friday headliner was Pearl Jam. The Saturday headliner was Metallica. And the Sunday headliner was supposed to be the Almond Brothers, but Greg Almond had hepatitis, so they substituted widespread panic. Wow. What a weekend. <laughs> wow. I mean, those are just the three headliners. We also saw uh, Robert Plant with uh, Allison Krauss. Yeah. B.B. King, Willie Nelson, Drive-By Truckers, Jack Johnson. Oh, man. Just, and, you know, Jacob you're, Dylan. You're speaking Little my feet. language, man. This is beautiful. Holy shit. <laughs> wow, crazy, and, man. And an and a, and a unknown at the time band who I really enjoyed was uh, Backdoor Slam. All right. You, you know them? I don't know them. The guy's name is Davey Knowles. I don't think he tours his Backdoor Slam anymore. He just tours as his name. He's a guitar player. He's from like the Isle of Wight. Kind of got discovered by Pete Thompson. He was, they were just phenomenal. They do a great version of, of David Crosby's Almost Cut My Hair. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, they, actually, I'm, they actually put out a live from Bonnaroo EP. Which, you know, it, it has a half a dozen songs on it, which is pretty great because I was there. Well, I'm glad they do a great version of that because David Crosby's version, I'm not a big fan of. And he wrote it. It's his version. Yeah, he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, man. I love that record. And then when I get to I almost cut my hair, I go, ah. Ah. Pick the needle up, skip it. Wow, what a what an awesome <laughs> evening here with Lynn on the show. Isn't it ever? Man, I mean, this is great. The candor is just fantastic, man. And we're coming up on the on the hour, and I wanted to get this last part in before we say goodbye. But what what's next for you, man? Are you just gonna keep documenting the Southern Maryland music scene? Um, especially now that COVID times are here. Are you looking forward to the future? What what are, what's the plans for Lynn going forward? Well, you probably notice the schedule's getting bigger each week. Right. Things are trying are trying to get back to normal. You know, I'm I'm enjoying going to local shows. 
you know, I, I, I love all the bands here, you know, everybody knows I got a couple favorites that I really like. Right. You know, like Hydrofax and Three Days of Rain, Squid Ink, Social, but, but I love all the different music and love supporting them and I'm going to keep doing it until I get too old to do it. I got. I hope that's a long, long, long time from now. But I, I hope. I hope so. Yeah. I, I just enjoy going out, and seeing live music, and I yeah, always music is life. I always light up when I see you, man. Like, I appreciate that. Lynn's here. Shit, yeah, I gotta talk to me. Come on. Right. Yeah. yeah, dude. You... That means your band doesn't suck. What's that? <laughs> that means your band doesn't suck. <laughs> that's right. When you see Lynn at your show, it's like, okay, you're on the right path, guys. You're doing something right. But you really do fill a room, my man, and you're such a just a genuine person and we really appreciate what you do. You're you're a old soul and we love you for it. And we're we're very grateful to have you in this community and so supportive of it. And I'm j i am I mean that from the heart, brother. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, man. And for your final question, we're not going to let you out of here without getting the, the usual treatment uh-huh. and my usual spin on this bad boy. <laughs> but, but we're going to do best show, worst show. Out of all the concerts you've been to since, what did we say earlier? 1927? Um, since December 19th, 1973 until, February, or until March 2nd, 2021. What's been the best show you've been to and the worst show? All right. Uh, the worst show is pretty easy. I went to see... I went to see... Um, oh, fuck. I have a problem. What is his name? That's how bad Van, it is. Van Morrison. <laughs> oh, wow. This, and this as is great shocking. as Van Morrison can be, you know, he can be a drinker and he yeah. can be in a mood. I love it. And, you know, he... he the first song he played, I didn't know, and then he played that old uh, them song, you know, Big, Big Please Don't Go. Right, right. And then I, he did not play one single hit after that. Wow. I, I don't know what his problem was. It was just, it just got to be monotonous and boring. <laughs> okay, that actually and, shocks and, me. Uh, I had, just before that, I'd taken my wife to see Linda Ronstadt at Warner's Theater, and she was doing that Spanish album. Yep. She did not speak one word of English. Oh. And not even thank you. And so that was my wife's worst show. Gracias. And then we went to see Van Morrison, and walking out, she goes, okay, now we're even, because she <laughs> made me go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, so that was that was the two of the worst shows I went to. All right. Best show? Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's pretty hard. Yeah. yeah you know, it doesn't now have to be I, the best show. Yeah, I'm just saying best show as all around experience. You don't have to like say yeah. that's my favorite band and that has to be the best show. What's the best well, that, show experience? That whole, week, that whole weekend at Bonnaroo was pretty awesome. Um. In 1981, when the Stones announced their 81 tour, they didn't have any DC dates on the on the docket. So, me and my girlfriend at the time drove to Orlando, Florida, to see the Stones at the uh, 
Tangerine Bowl, and they were supported by Van Halen and the Henry Paul Band, Fresh Out of the Outlaws. That was a pretty awesome experience. Yeah. Wow. And the, cool. and the day we got back, they they put three DC shows on sale. Yeah. Did you go? Uh, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. There all it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Of course, they were like they were like twelve dollars and fifty cents. That's nuts, man. Highway robbery for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and uh, you know, Queen has been touring with uh, what's that kid's name from American Idol? Oh yeah, 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 Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yeah, yeah. But in the but in 2005, he, they were they were playing with Paul Rogers, who's oh. one of my favorite singers. I love Paul Rogers. And they they announced two shows: one in Los Angeles and one in New Jersey. So you went to Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I, I, went to New, I went to New Jersey, but I couldn't get anybody to go with me, so I just like hopped in the car and just drove up there, scalped yeah. the ticket in the parking lot, went to the show, it was great, tried to drive home that night, and I got like to north of Baltimore, I was so tired, I had to sleep in the car for a couple hours. Wow, but, dude. You drove up there with no ticket, just with the hopes of scalping in the parking lot, that's right. By yeah. myself, yeah. I think I bought a hundred and... Twenty dollar ticket for like a hundred bucks. Nice. Wow. At least you got some value there. Exactly. But, you know, but I love Paul Rogers, and I thought that was a great tour. I know a lot of people didn't really think much of it, but I, I thought it was awesome. Did you catch them? Did you catch them when they were at the uh, Calvert Marine Museum a few years back with Bad Company? Oh, Bad Company. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Bad Company many times in the '70s, so I was gonna miss that. Hell yeah! I mean, for him to be right here in Southern Maryland like that. Wow. That was crazy good. Isn't that crazy? It was short, but it was still good. Yeah. Gee, what are you going to do? You know, it's it's great. Yeah. Right, man. Shit, man. Those are some great answers, man. Wow, dude. You've been to literally, you've seen every band, I think. All right. I have one more question before we let you go for All right. myself okay. personally. What band have you seen the most, the, the most times? Good, good, good question. Probably uh, John Prime. John Prime. Would you estimate in the 20s, 30s? Probably 21, 22 times. That's in the mid. I can appreciate the, it, man. That's and the great. first the first time was at St. Mary's College. Wow. That was that Back show. The, yeah. We talked about that show on the show before. We did talk yeah, about he, that, yeah. Yeah, he played at St. Mary's College. That is so cool, man. That's rad, and, man. And the first time I saw the Eagles was in Callaway, Maryland, at the Take It Easy Ranch. <laughs> Seriously? That's legit. Yeah, yes, the they, Eagles played in St. Mary's County. They did. See, this is why we love having you. We would, I wouldn't know that. But you know that. I had it, was no a, it, was, it was a little festival. It was uh, 1974. They played with Harry Chapin. And you remember the Chambers Brothers? They yeah. did that song, Time Has Come Today. Right. The Stories. Remember Stories? Wow. Brother Louie. Louie, yes. Louie, Louie, Louie. Yeah. Right. And four or five other bands that were not much consequence, but those were like the main headliners. And Wolfman Jack was the MC. Wolfman Jack, all right, all right. Bye, 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 bye. Wolfman, Wolfman. I can yeah. do Wolfman Jack right now. He came in by a helicopter. He, he came in on a helicopter, and the show got so out of whack. So you know, it was it was supposed to be over by dark, 
the Eagles didn't even come on until midnight. Wow. The Wolfman Jack had had left because it, it was you know running so long. They brought he, he's a, a radio guy. He's like I'm off the fucking clock. Come on. They br- they brought a stark naked girl out on stage to introduce the Eagles. It was, it was <laughs> and it was 1974. Imagine yeah. everyone. <laughs> I was I was seventeen. I was seventeen. I hadn't quite turned eighteen yet. It, it was just like something. It was just an amazing thing. Holy shit! That is wild, dude. That is so wild. For two reasons, that blows me away. One, it was a year before I was born, right? So of course <laughs> I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> and two, a hundred and some episodes in, I've been waiting for someone to mention Wolfman Jack, and no one's ever done it. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've been waiting patiently. Just so I could go, all right, all right, everybody. Won't ban Jack right here. <laughs> I've been dying for this. Yes. Glenn, you have made my year, and it's only March. Uh, glad to hear it. <laughs> wow, wow, dude. Wow. Oh, Mr. Harshie, you know I've met you before, but you probably don't even remember, do you? When? See, he doesn't. <laughs> Both of you came to ABC to see Idra Fex. Do you remember that? The two of you? Uh, I remember coming to ABC to see Hydra. And then we're and then we're out back in the smoking area by by their band trailer chatting, and you just didn't know who I was. I wasn't at that show, man. Yes, you were. You're both there. Wow! Wow! I I know I went to ABCs to see Grum Bands buying back. Grum Grum Bands buying Grum Bands band. <laughs> I think you guys might have just started the show. You know, uh, a few you know what? In. Yeah, right, right. We and, just... and you were talking to Greg. You were talking to Greg about coming on the show, and we we're all standing in a circle chatting. And I was standing out there, but you just didn't know who I was. And I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy that introduced myself to people. Damn, you're not. Not really. No, I don't believe that. Gosh, I. Because every time I see you, you always yell across the room at me and say something. I, I know you. You provoke me. <laughs> I guarantee you the first time we talked, you walked up to me, though. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that. That's what I do. I come well, up to people. Once I know you, I know you, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I just don't approach people. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm approachable, and I like to approach people because uh-huh. I like talking to people. I'm a sales rep. I'm totally approachable. Oh. But I can tell you what, I could be I could be setting up an amp or tuning guitar, and if I see Lynn, I'll just stop right there and I just walk over. Dude, what's going on? Well, once we're friends, we're going to talk. It's Bud, Light, sure. it's Bud Light time. Bud Light time. Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm damn, all about man. it. Damn, Lynn, but dude. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, man. This hey, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, this has been cool. Um, you're definitely a fan favorite on the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now you've been on the show, this is real cool. We'll be having you back for other special guest appearances, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. Perfect, nice. man. Anything left to ask, Alpin, before we let them go? Uh, I have no more questions, but I do want to say thank you very much uh, for being gracious with your time. And spending it with us on this show tonight, and we've we've been wanting to do this for a long time, and it finally worked out. So we're very happy, and we appreciate everything you do for the community. Your your constant support. You're not just posting lists; you're actually going out and seeing bands. 
and that means a lot to all of us so thank you for that i appreciate it i appreciate it and i can't wait to see you soon yes i miss you buddy we're gonna have a bud light together okay that we are so now that you like dan said you've been on we're gonna we're gonna get you on again yeah once once you've been on you, you don't just come on the show once so we want we wish you uh all the best health and safety and everything else be good my man right back at you guys yeah Yeah. so lynn from the southern maryland guitar gurus we say thank you and good night we'll be in touch soon sir all right thank you guys all right man we'll holler at you later buddy all right have a good night all right man bye there he goes lynn arion right southern maryland musical historian extraordinaire extraordinaire dude that dude's been to every show uh it's like he he's been to every show he should just be an encyclopedia of shows oh yeah it definitely is he i mean write a book man you think about like all think about all the shows we did that went like two hours 45 almost three hours this was an hour and a half show now there wasn't an hour and a half of just lynn it was the whole show. Right. We could have done a three-hour show. We could have. With Lent. But we could do segments. I mean, just there's so much I want to get into. And yeah. we're gonna. he's going to be back. He is now part of the Guru's Rotation Gust family. So right. I hope you guys really enjoyed having uh, listening to him tonight and him being on the show. It's been anticipated. A lot of activity around this. Everybody's been looking forward to it. We're very grateful for it. I'm happy. I'm excited, man. Dude, you got to do the Wolfman Jack. I got to do the Wolfman Jack. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. You cool cats out there. What station I've was been he waiting a hundred fucking episodes to do that. Right. What's, <laughs> what station was he on? It was some AM Mexican radio, man, back then. Was it? I, I just yeah. remember seeing him on TV and commercials. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he was on such obscure radio. You never heard him on the radio wow. unless you were our grandparents. I remember Tuned into that guy. some AM bullshit. I remember some... that guy. Man. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe that he came in on a helicopter. That's cool. That's St. Mid- Mary's County. And then went, this is taking too long. I'm out of this bullshit. <laughs> that's how he knew he was a radio guy. They, they punch a clock, dude. What fucking right? <laughs> dude, I'm looking at the fucking running meter right now going, is this fucking thing over here? Yeah, going? right. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. Right, but I'm just saying, it's like, dude, he's like, dude, I get paid up until this point. I don't care who the fuck ain't playing. Yeah, I'm fucking... I'm out. I'm out. The fucking label goes, all right, we need you to make a three-hour appearance. And three hours and four minutes is like, this is bullshit. Yeah. That's how <laughs> they haven't goes. even brought tacos out yet. I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> wow, dude, what a show tonight. What a great show. Let's run it down. We had David Higgins, Southern Maryland Chronicle. Right. Higgy on the beat. Higgy on the beat. Then we did the guitar of the week, which was that Jim Atkins... JA90 Telecaster. Then we had Sean Kirkpatrick for Sean in 60 Seconds. Got to listen to about orchestral or orchestral listening. Orchestral. Orchestral. Yeah. Yeah, these fancy words. <laughs> fancy words. Fancy words. Fancy words. <laughs> and before we thank our featured guest one more time, let's give our sponsors a shout out. Yes, we got Southern Maryland Chronicle. They're awesome. They provide us Higgy for Higgy on the Beat. Island Music Company for the Guitar of the Week. Yeah. There it is. That's the two main sponsors. Then we have our our commercial sponsors. We have Christopher Lane Tattoos. You need professional tattoo work done to make your rock star status to the elite. To make your status elite. 
go see Christopher Lane and get some ink. I got some. It hasn't rubbed off yet. It's still here. <laughs> right. It works. So go see him. And then for all your construction needs, go see our buddy Brian Cooper at Cooper Construction. That's right. Hey, man, that's cool, man. We've got the, the, the whole county behind us, the whole tri-county area down with what we're doing here. All the local bands are cool with us. So I feel good about it, man. When you feel good about it? feel great about it. Cool. This is the best gig in the world, man. Pretty much. I'm down with that. Yeah. The Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus. The greatest gig in the world. Yeah. It is such a great gig. Yeah. It really is because we're the boss. (laughs) (laughs) We're also Southern Maryland's number one choice for Music Music Dog Dog Radio. Radio. And we'd like to thank our featured guests on episode 99.3, Lynn Ariad. That's right. Thank you so much. This is going to be a highly viewed episode, and community community love is coming together, Magnafield. You guys are great. Hey, man, for fun's sakes, why don't you send us out doing the Wolfman? Can I do it? Yeah, the whole thing. I'm going to let right. you do it. All right, this is Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We're your Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio, baby. Your cool cats and cool kids be good. We'll see you next week, guys.